Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond Zip Lines. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And before we get into it, we're going to be doing pop culture stuff, of course. Um, I just want to say this episode has been talked about for a long time. And we don't normally do episodes this buck on our main feed. This is going to be 20 times worse than Angelina. So... After the pop culture stuff, trigger warning to all of it. If you, it's just going to be a lot. I just want to warn people like within seconds of starting the episode. And I'll make sure that we put a timestamp when the blinds start in our bio, just so everyone can be prepared for that. If you're just here for the pop culture, or even if you want to skip it, kind of yeah. just so everybody knows when the really bad stuff starts. Yeah, this isn't the kind of episode that you can have, like, kids in the background for. And stuff. Like, it's just, it's really just for the adults, the sun being down with, like, a cocktail. It's, like, that kind of moment. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about some things that are happening in pop culture first. Yeah, for sure. Tell Me Lies is a show on Hulu. It's an FX show. I'm obsessed with it. And the season finale just aired. And... Troy, I know you love you love shows with a lot of sex, so I know that you'll love it. Mm-hmm. But like they could have cut out probably 60% of the sex scenes just so we could find out what happened. Because now I feel like we're going to have to wait another season or we'll just have to make it up in our heads. I have really wanted to watch that. You should. It's really good. By the end, I'm not going to lie, it gets dragged out. Yeah. Like they could have really wrapped up a lot of storylines within like four or five episodes and then... Yeah. ended it the way I feel like it should have been ended but maybe right. there's another season well listen maybe you'll get a random surprise text from me in the middle of the night stoned off my ass saying that I'm like five episodes in you know I will expect that one before I get a gossip girl text from you yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna warn I'm not even gonna tell you when I start watching gossip girl I'm gonna keep it a secret and then just randomly be full of gossip girl information I'm gonna hit you with it I can't wait I can't wait for that day <laughs> Um, we also have to talk about the beloved Leslie Jordan. I cannot believe Leslie Jordan died. It just felt so surreal. And for me, I don't know if it's you too. He like got me through the pandemic. I think that he is 
the like the celebrity that represents the pandemic. Absolutely. For sure. Like, I'll never forget that. Well, not, I don't know if it was like his first TikTok, but that first handful where he was like, I probably won't even use this that much because I don't know what I'm doing. And like, just the way that he could have never seen how it would change his life, just like mm -hmm. on that. But he just made so many people so happy during the pandemic. Yeah. And even on like Will and Grace, he was hysterical. He's always been so funny. It's just, oh, it's just sad. It's just really, really, really sad. I saw a TikTok the other day of them, um, like, uh, towing his car. And it was wild because the accident looked so minute. Like, it literally looked like a fender bender. Like, a tiny little dent in the front of his car. You would never think that it would have caused so much, like, destruction. Um, but it's just sad. He's like, that was a big loss. I agree. I agree. Um, I hope that they're able to like honor him in some way because he did do so much just for the people and keeping yeah. like our spirits up. I hope that they can honor him somehow. Me too. They should put like a category because he's done so much shit. They should, Netflix should put like a category up for him. He's literally been in everything. I think that's a great idea. Right? I love that idea. Netflix, we know you're listening. Yes. And we're coming for you, but please um, <laughs> honor, honor our little queen. Now, to jump from that, Travis has denied cheating claims on Kylie Jenner. And all I can say is go listen to our Kylie episode. <laughs> I don't even have words. I am really obsessed with this girl, though. Yeah, she's fucking with the Kardashians big time. Yeah. she's pulling a black china she's like petty and i love it and i i love her um i saw again on tiktok i saw somebody say that when she um that you can add her because her her profile is obviously private now and you can add her and she'll add you but she only adds people for just long enough to take screenshots and record what she says and then she blocks them i, I can't hate uh, it it's an icon like that is an icon <laughs> sweet young row we think you're iconic yes and also yet another fucking woman in the kardashian you know trail of bodies that actually was dating someone and then the kardashian took that person and now they're being blamed and like made fun of as if they weren't the original like kylie is the jump off and I feel like what's so insane is Travis has said more about this than Astro World. 1000%. 1000%. Jesus. But yes, we'll be watching. I'm rooting for that girl. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> love you, sweet young Ro. I do. It's also spooky season, and you guys know how much I love horror movies. This is the only the, the thing about horror movies is that this is the only time of year when everybody likes them, and I live for it. So. Um, we thought it would be fun to give some like recommendations or things that you should see, you should watch, things that are fun. Um, I have a tiny little list in my head because I've been seeing a lot of horror movies recently. Uh, so my short list for you, if you don't know what to watch this week, definitely watch Barbarian 100%. Definitely see Smile. Smile is the horror breakout movie of the year for me. I think it's like very special. It reminds me of It Follows, but like not copying it. It's just cool. 
see smile like we'll be talking about the movie for a long time um if you're into terrifier i know that that movie is like very controversial right now because people are like walking out of the theater and vomiting in the theater and being hysterical and whatever and it is really gross i saw the second one last night um so i caution you that if you're not like a horror movie fan you probably won't appreciate like how gross it is like the practical effects it's very campy and like whatever but it's fun and it, it's not for the faint of heart though so if you're not like a horror girl i don't suggest going to just like pop up and see terrifier you're literally going to be in for a very rude awakening it's intense but it's good and yeah aside from that i guess like the classics watch watch some 80s campy halloween movies like watch uh sleepaway camp um some good nightmare on elm streets the first one is great the third one is great new nightmare is great yeah dm me if you are truly looking for horror recommendations i'm not kidding dm me i will have a full-fledged conversation with you about it I will not be seeing any of those movies, Troy. <laughs> I know Rihanna is releasing new music on Friday. Again, Blind Items said she could not sing. Troy and I did not make that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, someone else released some new music this week too. Allegedly, yes, yes, yes. Someone, a, a small indie artist by the name of Taylor Swift. Yes. Before I get into it, Troy... I need to know what you think. Of Rihanna or Taylor? It, both. How about both? Well, I'm anxious to hear what... Because, listen, I, first of all, people were, like, reading us when it was announced that Rihanna was performing at the Super Bowl because people, again, think that we write blind items. We don't. We do not write blind items. We didn't write the blinds about Rihanna losing her voice. It's just been a rumor for a long time. And... Um, I'm anxious to see Rihanna like perform. I want to basically I want to see Rihanna sing. I need to see it and I need to hear it. I need to like just end this thing in my mind and be done with it. You know what I mean? Um, I want to know that they're not doing that thing that we read about, like piecing shit together to make a song. Mm -hmm. I want, but that's not true because it will hurt me so much. The fact that it's a soundtrack song is troublesome in that sense because it's not for an album right it's one song right well so, i'm not saying that i don't think rihanna has a voice anymore but i'm I, i'm just anxious to finally see it and as far as taylor i really like the album i have i haven't given it what it deserves like i really need to get stoned and like just sit with my airpods in and really get into it but i like it what about you so i don't you don't like it I I look at Taylor's albums as like cohesive pieces of work because she's a storyteller. Right. I don't really like vibe with this album at all. There are certain songs I like. I really like Maroon. I like Bejeweled. Um, You're on your own, kid. There are certain songs that in vigilante shit, just because I feel like it should be in like an early 2000s teen drama movie. Mm -hmm. But the lyrics are so like BuzzFeed. For a lot of the songs, mm -hmm. even Cat Eye Sharp Enough to Kill a Man. I mean, she sings it, I guess, correctly, but no. Right. Like 2014 Tumblr would have came if they heard that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have had trouble with it. I know it's very different. 
Um, and I do have to say in her anti-hero video, she put the word fat on a scale and I have had like issues with food, but I wouldn't say it's like an eating disorder or anything like that. So I don't know what it felt like for people who have struggled with that to see that. Um, and I know people will be like, well, what did you think about it? And I luckily haven't had that struggle in the way I saw it was like, oh, like even Taylor Swift feels like she's fat sometimes. Totally. Yeah. But I could see how that word for someone who's thin could be taken incorrectly. I know that she has removed that specific scene on Apple podcasts and I'm sure she'll do it over on YouTube, but, but yeah, I guess overall, like the album to me, it just feels like a filler album. Well, as far as the fat thing, I think that that's kind of like fucked up, to be honest with you. Not on her part, but I just think it's like you just because Taylor Swift appears a certain way to other people or to you, like what it's like, you know, there are people that would look at Taylor and think she's thin. There are crazy people who would look at her and think she's fat or whatever. Like it's all objective and you can't police how people feel about their own bodies. Like she's talked about having an eating disorder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate when people do that shit just because somebody's like pretty or like, you know, they fit like a beauty standard. They're not like they're not allowed to have insecurities. Like, yeah, because the way I saw it, the way I saw it, that whole music video, it's like her against her worst self almost. Yeah. And I was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will tell you that I feel like and I'm going to send you the little screenshots that I took. Because I've been putting it together in my head for a couple years now, a few Taylor albums, that she's very formulaic in the way she writes songs. And it's almost like each Taylor album has a version of each song. Not all of them, but like, there are certain songs that I'm like, this is just this album's version of blah, blah, blah. For sure. Does that make sense? 100%. Like like Maroon to me... Um, Maroon is very dancing with our hands tied. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same melody. A couple things maybe switched around. There's another one. I can't hear it. What's it called? Uh, maybe that's, well, Antihero. Okay. You're just writing the same song a bunch of times sometimes. Yeah. So Troy sent me, um, Antihero and Ivy. And it makes me feel crazy because I'm like, am I losing my mind or is this the same exact melody with different words? No, you're definitely right. And I I do feel like this album, I think the later songs that she released at like 3 a.m. saved the whole album. Mm -hmm. Because as much as I love when her and Jack collaborate, too many people were saying this was her melodrama. And that's my all-time favorite album. So Mm. like I couldn't, I was so mad. like listening and people being like it sounds like melodrama I'm like no it doesn't but also I feel like you need another person in there because you and I keep each other like pretty honest I think yeah but if you and I continue to make billions of dollars because we've sold so many records you need someone in there to be like hey guys maybe this isn't the best song or maybe try something new and that's when Aaron came in Aaron Jesner I believe, I don't know how to say his last name, I'm sorry. Um, He came in for the last songs that were added and they completely round out the whole album. Yeah, her and Jack have, they obviously make great music together, but it's like very repetitive at this point. Like it's it's almost like they've been working, like she needs to expand her 
creative, you know, whatever. For sure. And I mean, I've listened to this album basically on repeat since it came out to try and be like, oh, maybe, maybe I will like it. And I yeah. like it better because she puts like drugs in her music that it's like <laughs> that under the the brainwashing and Josie and the Pussycats is in her yeah. Yeah. So I like it better, but I would say it's probably one of my least favorite albums by her. Wow. Interesting. It's like way down there. And I need to talk about the song Great Big Sky. It's probably not called that, but a lot of people think it's about a miscarriage. Um, I personally read it or listened to it as like a really bad breakup song that led into um, Could Have, Would Have, Should Have, which a lot of people think is about John Mayer. And if you listen to our Patreon episode that is coming out, there are some blinds that we talk about related to that song specifically. Okay. Well, I'll have more thoughts when I when I let the album into my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was excited. I was let down, but... And also everyone's like, well, you didn't like Reputation. Reputation is my favorite album, so... <laughs> Reputation is Taylor's best album. I don't care what anybody says. My top three are um, Reputation, Folklore, and Speak Now. Okay. I'm a Reputation, controversial opinion, lover. Mm. And uh, 1989, or Evermore, no Evermore. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Midnight's just didn't get it. But I will say I do think Maroon is about a woman, not a man. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. There's always that. <laughs> Honestly, all of um Taylor's current blinds are about her coming out of the closet again. Mm. And just a preview for Patreon, there were blinds about that in like 2013. Right. It's pretty much her whole blind item life. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited for visuals too. And I'm also excited to see what the fuck this tour is going to look like because it's going to have to be like three albums in one tour. Different. I feel like she won't sing anything from Reputation. I don't know why. I don't think so either. Because it's like, there's too much music that she needs to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we jump into the terrifying Charlie Sheen, did you watch the Bejeweled music video? No, I haven't seen it yet. You will love it. Laura Dern's in it. Okay. The Heim sisters are in it. Yeah. And it basically confirms to me that Speak Now is going to be her next re-release. Oh, okay. But the whole thing, I mean, when she put out that video of people being like, there are weird rumors going on about this album. A lot of people thought it was the rumors about her sexuality. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing of Bejeweled is her not wanting to be proposed to and not wanting to be engaged and not wanting to marry a prince. Oh, I can't wait to watch the video. I guess my last thing, which I'll leave everybody on <laughs> as I step off my pedestal. <laughs> um, Zoe Kravitz was a big contributor to this album. Zoe Kravitz was in Taylor Swift's COVID bubble. So much so that Zoe Kravitz had a whole photo shoot in a magazine that Taylor took photos for and was never credited until the person who put together the spread or interviewed Zoe mentioned that Taylor's the one who was with her. So no one would have known anything about these two spending Ooh. all of quarantine together if it wasn't for that one guy. And I'll just leave it at that. Please, I love that. Anybody who, who allegedly dates Zoe Kravitz or dates her publicly becomes more interesting, right? No doubt. 
Yeah, like they're much more cooler after hearing that. <laughs> but that was our pop culture update. Um, a little uh, cleansing of the spirit, if you will, before we get into these dark, sinister blinds. I'm not um, ready. You're not at all. And again, please, for the love of God, this is all just trick. I mean, it's it's trigger warnings across the board for every terrible thing you can imagine. We are talking about Charlie Sheen today. So just gear up. Um, I guess what are your general sort of thoughts about this man? This this man. I think the only thing I know about Charlie Sheen is that he is a bad person. I don't know a ton of movies he's really been in. I never watched Two and a Half Men. I, of course, thought the Tiger Blood stuff was funny before I, like, went back and revisited it for this episode. Right. But, yeah, basically everything I know about Charlie Sheen is that he is a terrible, terrible, terrible human. I don't even need to put allegedly because those are my thoughts, right? Yeah. that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, you are correct. He is a terrible, terrible, terrible human. And I guess just generally the way that I feel about Charlie and, and the reason he's like kind of like my Moby Dick, if you will, is because he, all of that tiger blood stuff happened pre Me Too. And I think the way that it was covered, the way that we received it, the way that it was talked about by the public is so pre Me Too. Mm -hmm. Like it's so pre Me Too. And it's a travesty that that happened before we were actually holding people accountable that we could learn that he has like raped women and like beat women up and allegedly abused young kids and like all this shit. And that wit was like funny and he became a meme and like, you know, like something to put on t-shirts and all of that stuff. Like it's just so a sign of how fucked up we were at that time and still are. But I mean, before, you know, like that, that, I mean, could you imagine that happening now? No. But, like, but we are seeing that men still aren't treated the same when they are going through that public meltdown. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That is very, very, very true. It's like ironic that we're talking about him at during the, in the middle of Kanye West having this public moment and like the way that that's being handled and covered and stuff. But I guess it's time to get into it. So remember everything we said earlier, we're opinions, everything from here on out is alleged and just reminder, trigger warning for this whole episode. So we start in the year 2000. This notorious Hollywood bad boy shocked the crowd when he popped up at a sex addicts anonymous meeting in LA. He remained calm as people recognized him and whispered among themselves. Then when his turn came, he stood up and announced, my name is blank and I'm a sex addict. He went on to tell the small crowd, I've been on a good path for many years, but it's still one day at a time. Stay strong, big guy. We're pulling for you. What is to blame for that good-looking young actor's skin and bones look? Close pals swear the dude is clean as a whistle, but they can't explain his increasing, increasingly strange eating habits. He's said to order food at hip restaurants and then freak out if various food portions on the plate touch each other. Lately, He's taken to lecturing friends on how certain foods are toxic, apparently as a way of justifying his going on for days without eating anything. Since those designer threads are beginning to hang off him, somebody better clue him in pronto that eating disorders don't just happen to women. Which is actually like a very 
prominent thing for a 2000s blind to say. I know. <laughs> I know. It's shocking. That was actually shocked. That's the most shocking blind that you'll read. Oh, God. <laughs> and renowned 2001. This TV sex pot has been publicly stating that she totally trusts her hunky honey, despite his former wild lifestyle. So why did she go out and hire a private investigator to watch him 24-7? Miss Mistressful is telling close pals that she just wants to make sure her guy doesn't slip up before he slips a wedding ring on her finger. Now, I just want to really quick, because there's going to be a lot of discussion about uh, Denise. And I just want to really quickly talk about this before we get into any of it. So Denise Richards has her own blind item life and maybe we could do an episode on her um but like the the main thing being that denise was allegedly a heidi fleiss girl oh um and that she met charlie through heidi that denise was one of her clients or one of her like you know employers or whatever whatever you would say uh, and that she introduced them and then they ended up actually falling in love. And that was like really the start of Denise's whole like story. Um, but allegedly Denise was a former escort. So you just have to know that. Was there a point with Charlie Sheen where he was thought to be like a good husband and like hot? Yeah. So exactly around this time, 2001, he was sober in quotes, like publicly. Okay. And he had cleaned himself up to get married and like, you know, he had like a real People magazine celebrity wedding and like a traditional wedding. And it was like, Denise saved the bad boy kind of thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Which hunky TV personality had an affair with the trainer at his gym right after his wife had their baby? Like, to me, that's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> it's like silly that they could be so simple back in the day. <laughs> so we jumped to 2005. Which recently separated celebrity couple were destined for Splitsville almost from the start? The actress' wife walked in on her actor hubby six weeks into their marriage and found him fooling around with his pretty assistant. The actor insisted, we were just kissing, but our sources say he cheated throughout the entire marriage, obviously. We are now in 2006. Which actor is a secret sex addict with a condition that means he can have sex continuously more than 20 times in one go? The Randy star even hired 40 hookers for his 40th birthday. Which pending Hollywood divorce could explode one of LA's top talent shops? Among the claims of the agent's former partner, set to hit court papers, are secret commission deals with a drug and prostitute-fueled lifestyle paid for on a company expense account and covered up by the boss. That's Charlie and Denise. And which Hollywood actor hires prostitutes to play act with him in the bedroom? His favorite scene is where he holds a gun to their he head and demands oral sex. Um, and that's another thing, like, when I did my Charlie and Denise episode, the thing about him is that his madams and his, like, the people that used to, like, hire escorts for him, they, like, talk about him. Like, they don't even keep it a secret. And one of his former madams said that he was, like, very violent to his her clients and that he um, would, like, beat up girls and do really sadistic, sadistic sit, sick shit like that. Like, put guns to people's heads and whatever. Um, and that he was, like, had a fetish for, like, spreading diseases. 
Yeah, and that's why we decided to make this episode public. Yeah, because fuck him. Yeah. Fuck Charlie Sheen. No protecting Charlie Sheen. Yeah, totally. We're now in 2007. You're a well-known white actress, but back in the day, you were one of Heidi Fleiss's top girls. One of her most profitable thoroughbreds. Ugh. One of your top spending clients would later become your husband for a short time. Your hooker tricks has your latest boyfriend sprung out of his mind. In related news, another one of Heidi's girls appeared in the film An Eye for an Eye years ago. So the actress being Denise, the husband being Charlie, and the boyfriend being Richie Sambora. And I remember all that drama because he was married to Heather Locklear. Yeah. And they were besties, right? Yeah. And and Denise, they swapped. Obviously, they were like group fucking and it got messy. But Denise was fucking Richie and then Charlie was fucking Heather. Oh. And, the, and then Heather and Denise were best friends. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> I know. This comedy star's CV is a touch hit and miss. Still, it seems that his taste in films is pretty eclectic. He turned up on set at a mate's porn movie, downed a number of beers, and proceeded to loudly and enthusiastically cheer on all the men getting down and dirty on screen. I believe that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Could it be that the publicist for a certain small screen star has been working overtime? That in itself wouldn't be surprising given his client's track record. But this mouthpiece wants to be able to get a police record not only su suppressed, but expunged. A sizable donation to the right people did the trick. Remember, the more you party with paramours who change by the hour, the more chance you have of, quote, dating an undercover cop. Especially in L.A., right? Yeah, totally. This male A-list television star could be indicted by a federal grand jury within the next two weeks as it investigates the actor for alleged child pornography crimes. And this is part two to that blind. You know that A-list actor facing the child porn grand jury. Well, it isn't just evidence gathered. Two of the witnesses brought in to testify in front of the grand jury were girlfriends from the Wayback Machine. One of the girlfriends is married to an A slash B lister in her own right. And that is Kelly Preston, who publicly had said, like, yeah, he liked child porn. And also Denise Richards said in their divorce um, paperwork that she found child porn on his computer and that she had, she confronted him about it. Oh, wow. Like, Denise literally said that publicly. And Charlie's a part of, like, the big Hollywood family, right? I know his brother, his dad. Yeah. Okay. Like, total nepotism kid. We're now in 2008. Which star who went from Hollywood hotshot to joke to rebounding talent has an impressively large member to go with his awards? Glad it's not four and a half inches. I'm the type who suffers from some tiny little prick. <laughs> ah, Kelly's face having to read that. <laughs> this A-list television actor on a hit network show must feel like he can get away with anything at this point. For at least the third time, his girlfriend has caught him in bed with someone. Well, to be perfectly accurate, not always in bed. One time he was getting orally service while standing up in his trailer when the girlfriend came in. Oh, and another time it was on the couch, not the bed. But you get the point. The latest incident was actually in a bed. 
and for the first time actually occurred at the home they share. He knows that she won't leave and has told her that she just needs to deal with it if she wants to be with him. And that is the introduction of Brooke Mueller. I do remember that name. <laughs> Brooke was a mess. Her and Kate Major are like the same person to me. They are literally the same person. Every time I think of Brooke, I always think of Kate. This A-list actor on a very hit network comedy show has been telling anyone who will listen about all the holiday given he's been doing and how he has adopted several families in the L.A. area to give them a Christmas since they cannot afford it on their own. He talks about how he's been buying gifts and is going to be bringing them a holiday meal and goes on and on. He isn't doing anything like that at all. He just likes that it makes him look good. When his publicist found out about the ruse, she decided to find an actual family and make good on at least some of the crap her client was spinning. When she approached the client about visiting the family, she found he declined saying he didn't have time, but autographed a couple of DVDs for them instead. And we're now in 2009. Which divorced celebrity parents should both be taken to task for saying nasty things about the other in front of their kids? Neither parent is acting very adult here. When talking to a friend over the phone with the kids in the room, mommy reportedly called her ex a diseased male whore. Daddy tells the kids that their mommy is a psycho who should be in a mental hospital. Yeah. And he was like very physically abusive to Denise. She also told the judge that he, um, on one occasion, like she was holding their kid and he like came into her house unannounced and like pushed her over really hard. And she fell back with their kid and dropped their baby. I remember that. Yeah. Because they were a super public divorce. Oh, my God. They were, like, every single day in the tabloids, like, constantly. Yeah, that's insane that Charlie really hasn't been held accountable. He's just out of the spotlight now, so nobody cares. Yeah, and people just know him to be a bad boy, in quotes. Both of these award-winning actors are A-list. Number two is an A-list movie actor, while number three got his start in movies and is now a television actor. Oh, both of them are married as well. And both of them have children. Three or four times a year, they get invited to a porno shoot by one of their mutual friends. When they get there, though, it's not about watching. It's about taking turns with every actress on set. And that's Charlie Sheen in good old Sean fucking Penn. <laughs> My God. This Hollywood bad boy has supposedly cleaned up his act. However, his wife has been consulting very quietly with a permanent with a prominent divorce attorney and has also been asking lots of questions around town about their stock portfolio and bank accounts. We've heard it's because her husband's former bouts with substance abuse and the kind of sex that requires a fat bank account have made a comeback. While he is working and he is still has the fat bank account, he has lost his grip on both fidelity and sobriety his wife has had enough and has her foot halfway out the door dude you'd better get your act together before she takes you to the cleaners because your pr people are going to have a tough time spinning you out of this one the girl may be pretty but in case it hasn't dawned on you yet she sure isn't dumb we're now in 2010 this c-list actress ex-wife told her much higher on the list ex-husband that she will need $1 million to keep quiet about everything she knows. Denise and Charlie. And I kind of have thoughts about that because like, obviously you want money from mm -hmm. this horrific person, mm -hmm. but it's also like, you should also spill everything. 
I know. I know. And then there's, like, the added factor of, like, he's the father of her kids. And, like, it's messy. And also, he knows stuff about her. True. How they met alone is something that could end her whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. When you can finally admit to yourself that you have a serious problem that is messing up your life and you are ready and willing to accept help to change, rehab can be the answer. But when you go to rehab to escape the scrutiny of the press or in an attempt to appease others or to salvage your image, it's just an ex expensive waste of time. There are three famous men who have spent some time in rehab recently. Only one of them is an actor. All are far more interested in saving their public image than in terminating the kind of behavior that got them there in the first place. The first did a few days to try and preserve his career and his relationship with his kids. His top focus right now isn't on changing his behavior because being a bad boy is half of the image that sells. So he's just interested in getting more money to do the same thing that he's been doing for years. Rehab is really just a part of a bigger negotiating ploy. The second has physically distanced himself from his problems, but there are still several holes in his recovery. He's only doing part of the treatment because he doesn't want doing it full-time to interfere with his career. He's throwing lots of money at the problem to silence his accomplices. The third hates the result of his behavior, but he genuinely doesn't think the problem is his. His recovery is the most choppy of the three because he doesn't really believe he has a problem. He's still in communication with his accomplices and he's asking them to lie for him. Someone really needs to take away his cell phone. In sum, expect all three of these men to talk, but to stop walking long before there are is any real changes made. Any claims to the latter are just public relations. So the first person being Charlie, the second rehab person being Tiger Woods, and the third being Jesse James, which is like a motley crew of like tabloid men. Um, but I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is it's so insane because Charlie cheating for me when I was younger was like, oh, of course. But when Tiger Woods did and like Jesse James did, I truly thought the world was over. Oh, my God. I know, especially Jesse, because he did it to Sandra, you know. How dare you do that to Sandy? You fucked with Sandra. Um, and I was going to say, I really I, I guess we don't talk about this a lot, even though we do talk about rehab a lot. But we don't really um, discuss the importance of like celebrities who go to rehab just to get away from being hounded oh I never thought of that like sometimes people just go there to get away from paparazzi and have like a little vacation especially if you're paying for like a really nice rehab that's like a resort yeah they're not taking it seriously just to like get a yeah. little break yeah and then you can leave and tell people you went to rehab you know that sucks for people who go and like truly want to change. I know. And like really struggle. Meet Chet Chick Muncher. As you guys can already tell, this is a Ted Casablanca blind, so buckle up. You'd think this star would have been a vicer already since he is since his ridiculous antics have been going on for decades. But his dirty laundry is usually so publicly aired, there's never been a need before. Until now, thanks to a certain electronic misstep, Chet has definitely had his share of substance abuse problems, and it seems one of his effed up escapades is coming back to haunt him big time. Obviously, we mean a sex tape. Who the hell doesn't have one lying around here these days? Only problem is, not only is Chick Muncher attached and most definitely straight-ish, 
The tape isn't with his honey or a girl. Seems CCM, who enjoyed his female skank up a lot, has been caught on camera, but not with a hooker, but totally blowing some random dude. Yes, that's how obscenely obliterated the munch was when this went down, pun intended. And one of the parties from this Partick sex fest is shopping this bad boy tape around, and Chet is convinced it's about to come out. Hence, Chick Muncher's attempt to fade back into the background. He's actually trying to become less of a public figure these days, professionally speaking, even though it may not look that way. That way, if the footage does come out in the near future, it won't sell for as much or have as much of an impact on his reputation. And yes, Chet's lady is aware of what's going on. Wonder if she'll be the one to let the haunting tape spill to the press. It certainly would give her ammo for what's sure to be a massively uncomfortable split. Wow. And we are now in 2011. Which major TV star used to be a really nice young man, but once he noticed that people regularly took advantage of him, became the hardened, drug-addled psycho that we know and love today. Okay, that's a way to put it. And it's easy to criticize an out-of-control celebrity. Their wild behavior is practically a spectator sport, but sometimes there's more going on than meets the eye. In the case of this celebrity, it's not just fame or narcissism or too much money. It's mental illness, bipolar disorder. To be more specific, when he's on the meds, when he is on his meds, he's somewhat in control. But then he stops taking them and starts self-medicating the highs with alcohol and the lows of cocaine. Then it all spirals out of control and everything gets mixed together and he becomes extremely manic and delusional. He'll fight both the upcoming 5150 and the conservatorship but they are going to happen. How crazy. You're obviously a huge Britney fan. How does it feel reading stuff like that, knowing what she was put through compared to someone like Charlie Sheen? It kind of helps me put it into perspective that like the conservatorship was just like a term that we use or that we learned through her, but that like that happens to people like pretty much all the time, even if we don't hear about it. And, like, hers was so extreme that it's, like, a little bit different. But, like, celebrities get put into those, in quotes, conservatorships or whatever they be be called all the time, you know? And we just never, like, hear about it. Mm -hmm. His ex is personally ringing up various members of the media to ask a couple of favors. First of all, whatever you do, please don't call it crack. It's okay to say that he's smoking cocaine, but don't call it crack because she doesn't want their children to hear daddy being called a crackhead. Secondly, if you're going to comment on his scary 20 pound weight loss, don't say it's because of the drugs. Say it's because he loves working out and that he is actually healthier and in better shape than he has ever been before. And that's allegedly Denise calling up people in the media to protect Charlie. We interrupt this regularly scheduled blind vice to weigh in on yesterday's scandalous celebrity lawsuit. We are planning on telling you shellac attack has already ditched that dude she was two-timing her much more famous boyfriend with because that guy was just too plebeian poor shellac's climbing as fast as she can which mega celeb is getting slapped with a 20 million dollar lawsuit because he gave his sex partner herpes and videotaped the whole unsafe sex act as it was going down hmm 
We're just going to call this guy Schmuck Wad Stupid Ass. Oh my fucking God. I'm obsessed. And we might add that he sounds an awful lot like some contenders for our Blind Vice Hall of Fame. So that, as I said before, is Charlie and a few of his madams came forward and said that he um, had like a sick fetish for giving young sex workers like diseases. Ugh. We're now in 2012. This insatiable actor is setting new records for decadence. Over the holidays, he participated in a threesome with two women. One of these women was his ex-wife and the other was just some random girl. The very next day, he participated in yet another threesome, this time with a woman and a man. The woman was his ex-girlfriend and the man was her husband. Where does our actor find this energy? Who knew that his exes were on such good terms with him? Since when does he swing both ways? And where the heck are the kids when all this went down? So it just reveals Charlie and Denise. It doesn't talk about his ex-girlfriend or anything like that. Which former sitcom star says he's clean and sober, but is actually back on drugs and doing worse than ever? The actor who is trying to stage a career comeback is showing up to interviews high as a kite, but Hollywood seems to be finally over his outlandish antics. This actor has shown up for work on his new gig prepared and in good shape. Good news, right? Not so fast. We don't know how much longer that will last. There has recently been some spillage into some bad habits away from the set. This news has casting crew worried that this could be a very short gig. His management is aware of the issue and is trying to get the star back on track. They know that he won't be winning many fans within the industry if he can't be relied upon for a steady paycheck. Of course, if you hire Charlie Sheen, that's like your own fault. Yeah, totally. What straight divorce father and former TV sitcom star crash and burn and is trying to make a comeback had a memorable sex party with multiple male escorts. The actor is known for his wild partying and hooker escapades, but he seems to have gotten bored with the ladies and is now into guys. And I honestly think that a lot of, you know, men like Charlie Sheen, a lot of their like debauchery and just like all of that fucked up behavior comes from like them not them ha- being tortured about their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And they never have anyone hold them accountable. Mm-mm. You know, it's a power thing. There's so many layers. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. And again, I know that we're trying to be Kanye free, but it just obviously reminds me of Kanye, you know, having his like public spiral. And it's like, how different would his life be if he could just come to terms himself with his own sexuality. What former TV sitcom star from the 90s is trying to make a career comeback, but she's working overtime trying to save her drug-addled co-star. The actress in question had her own addictions and has been sober for years, and now she's finding it difficult to stand by and watch the star of her new show throw it all away. So that is Brett Butler trying to save Charlie Sheen on their show Anger Management. He even got a show called Anger Management after he flipped out. I know. They rewarded him with a... After he got fired for being evil and difficult on his hit show, costing the network millions of dollars, they gave him another one. That is the whitest male shit I've ever heard in my life. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. Our blind item is a man who's back to his infamous ways of snorting cocaine and smoking crack on a daily basis. That's why he's now a false teeth wearing escort buying junkie. Even though he's rolling in the dough, that may not last long. Know why? Because he has anywhere from a quarter to half an ounce of cocaine delivered to him daily. That's about two, Jesus Lord. That's about $2,000 spent on drugs every day. He snorts and smokes cocaine before and when he's not watching porn. And when he's hanging out with his high-end hookers, he's hired. But there's one hooker who our mystery man is said to fancy the most, paying a nightly rate of $25,000 for her services. Wait, that's not all, because his favorite hooker had insecurities about her vagina. Sources say our blind item footed the bill for her vaginal rejuvenation surgery. That's after he bought her a set of new wheels, of course. Our snowball-loving blind item likes, to likes a close group of people around him when he's partying. That group of people are no strangers to our mystery man's preference of cooking and cocaine to make crack to smoke. Once cooked, our blind item often uses a Fiji water bottle as a makeshift pipe to smoke his homemade crack. Here's what an insider had to say about today's blind item. Quote, he gets so high, he would, just he would be absolutely out of his mind, mumbling, incoherent, and tweaking. Then he would just space out, not talk to anyone, and watch porn. When he's high on crack, he's infamously known for throwing around money like it grows on trees, just because he can. He's also known to get extremely nervous and generous while he's high, giving away thousands and thousands of dollars to people that seem cool. His new FX series might be in production, but when our blind item isn't on the set, he's partying. If he keeps on with his reckless lifestyle, our mystery man may not live to see his next birthday. Producers of this very, very hit television show are extremely worried. Their A-list star needs rehab desperately, but they really want to finish shooting for the show for their first season. When the actor shows up for work, they try and get as much finished as they can, as quickly as they can, and have even made alternative scripts in case the actor does not make it through shooting before heading to rehab. I can't imagine how they would be able to write out his character. It's his show. 
And again, it's just Hollywood being like, no, 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 no. Like we, we can work with this. Mm-hmm. And like, like why? Like, what? I know it's not like Charlie Sheen is some fucking great actor. He looks I... like Count Chocula on crack. Like <laughs> literally on crack. I it makes me think that it must be him like blackmailing people. Oh I mean, you better give me a fucking job. You better make this show for me or I'll just expose you. And he's so exposed, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He has nothing to lose. He'd be like, one of my call girls used to blow him. Yeah. <laughs> This is a wild line coming up. Actors and beautiful women are a winning combination in Hollywood. This actor has had more than his share over the years, including a marriage to a beautiful actress. Their marriage crumbled on Christmas Eve a few years back. That's when she walked in on him in bed with someone else. Since he is a womanizer, you would expect it to have been someone of the female persuasion, but no, it was a man. His longtime secret boyfriend. Needless to say, this came as a huge shock to her. They had an epic fight and their marriage crumbled. While he didn't love her, he was upset over the end of their marriage. However, his boyfriend stood by him the whole time and his ex-wife kept his secret. Then, when he and his boyfriend broke up last year, his world completely fell apart and he knew that he couldn't talk to anyone about the breakup. His partying and womanizing became even more extreme. His professional life suffered, so Christmas is never a good time for the star. All the wintry white powder and Playboy bunnies in the, wa- in the world do little to ease his pain over a secret exposed on Christmas Eve. And the end of the torrid love affair that would never work in the real world. And I totally believe that. Remarkably enough, this A-list mostly television actor has rarely had sex with any of his co-stars. He has, however, made a few exceptions, and he said recently of one of his current co-stars that, quote, she might not look like much, but she gave me the best blowjob I've ever had. Apparently, this was just a one-time thing between Charlie Sheen and Selma Blair. Not the only Selma Blair blind, by the way, surprisingly. (laughs) You stay away from Selma. I know. The C-list celebrity who once was kind of on a reality show is someone you would think you would never have heard of but it turns out she has almost A-list name recognition. She also shares something in common with Lindsay Lohan besides a drug addict. Two things that they share in common actually other than a drug habit is two guys, one for drugs and the other for cash. What does she do in return? Let's just say that she's not shy about anything and is way more accommodating than Lindsay. So that's Brooke Mueller, the cash guy being Charlie. And I just want to point this out because people forget this. So Paris Hilton had a, a very unsuccessful reality show on Oxygen, when it was still Oxygen, called The World According to Paris. Mm-hmm. And Hilton is in it, too. It's it's basically Kathy and Paris's show. And it was Paris's last attempt at reality before she fell off for a really long time. And Brooke Mueller is one of the lead people on this show. And it's about how... Paris is very good friends with Brooke. Apparently, Kathy Hilton like took her in and was like living in her in their house at some point. So they see her as family. And the whole show is about them trying to keep Brooke sober, allegedly. Yeah, I, I know. Trying to keep Brooke sober and keep her on the straight and narrow. Paris Hilton and Kathy Hilton. I didn't expect this to become beyond scared straight with the <laughs> <laughs> that's insane yeah 
Lucy was like, I mean, and there would be episodes about them Paris being like, I'm gonna go drive around Skid Row and see if I can find Brooke. Well, oh, Brooke was married yeah. to Charlie Sheen. Yes. I mean, in you know, 2013, I think that's what year we're in. Yeah, everyone knew who Brooke was, and she was also very publicly doing terribly. Mm -hmm. So much to the fact that people are like, should the kids be with Charlie? Yeah, because remember then they would, like, the kids would get photographed out with them and stuff and be like, that feels weird to see Brooke Mueller with the kids at the park. Like, is that okay? Yeah. Oh. It's not even that long ago. For some reason, I thought this happened, like, really, I mean, it's almost 10 years, but still. But still, I know, I get it. This almost A-list, mostly television actor is not really A-list, but his name recognition is so high that it seems he should be A-list anyway. Anyway, he's making an appearance next week, and if he was not all that interested in the money they offered, nope. What he wanted included were five women who will do whatever he wants for the entire weekend without him having to pay for them. This A-list, mostly television actor has been paying his current girlfriend $300,000 a month to sleep with him what every month for almost the past year a subscription to playboy would be cheaper she's trying to get him to marry her but she said but he says that paying this amount every month is way less expensive than getting married and then divorced <laughs> that's wild that's more than three million dollars a year <laughs> that's outrageous could you imagine oh my god could you imagine three million dollars is cheaper than a divorce <laughs> And I'm not going to read the next blind that we have pulled because it uses inappropriate language because it's from 2013. But I will tell you that um, Charlie had a real inkling for trans girls, according to uh, his madam. And um, that was basically what that blind was saying. And this former B-list mostly movie actress turned C-list mostly bad television actress has a huge say in how her ex runs his life. It turns out that our actress is the one who has to approve who her ex sleeps with and how much he can spend on other activities, other being defined as illegal. Apparently, he listens to her and does everything that she says. Another tidbit is that she has been known to occasionally, very occasionally, still have sex with him and that he lives for those days. And that, of course, is Denise. I 100% believe that. Um, I believe that Denise is like, more sinister than people would like to maybe admit her knowing all this stuff about him not caring you know what I mean For and sure. like even on housewives like she would talk about how Charlie would sometimes show up on holidays with like a hooker in the car who was like passed out or something and he she would invite the men to have a play like I'm just like mm. <laughs> I guess you're right. He must have so much on her. I know. And this next blind, it's trigger warning. We talked about it earlier, but it deals with um, child porn. A few years ago, I had a blind item which detailed how this A-plus list, mostly television actor, had a thing for child porn. It ruined his marriage. Although he tries to fulfill his fantasies in a safe and legal way with people who are of legal age, it's not always easy when he has to deal with someone close to him who also shares the same kink, but has actually been arrested for molesting a child. I know it's unlikely because of how things are arranged, 
But it does scare me that both of them have access to kids on a regular basis. And it just says Charlie Sheen. It does not say who the friend is. This A-list mostly television actor loves his drugs and his women. He thought he had the perfect co-star when she agreed to share his drugs and him. It turns out, though, that she got back together with her ex, so she stopped both, and it cost her everything. And that, again, is Selma Blair. And that blind makes me wonder, like, how much involvement Charlie had with Selma not, like, working as much anymore. This A-plus list, mostly television actor, needs to stop messing with the head of his barely celebrity ex. Earlier last week, he invited her over to his place, and they ended up having sex. Now, she thinks he's in love with her, and when she realizes he's just using her again, she will be in danger of going back to her old ways. Charlie and Brooke. This actor is able to do both comedy and drama, and has been in some of the most iconic films of all time. He always seems to have drama going on in real life as well. While some of it you know about, there are two things going on that are not public. The first is that his recent behavior is all about the drugs. Yes, he is back to doing exactly the same thing that he did before. That probably doesn't come as a big surprise to you, though. The thing that you will be surprised, though, to find is that he is doing, is what he is doing when he's not being outwardly confident. Okay. He threatens to end it all and take everyone with him, his exes, his kids, his former business associates, everyone. His very elaborate plans are like something out of a violent video game or a scene out of his movies. It's scary stuff. This A-list celebrity who some weeks is on television just about every day was investigated by the FBI because there were rumblings that the celebrity was trying to find a hitman to now kill his ex-wife. They must not know him very well. He would do it himself rather than hire someone. He thinks he's James Bond. And that's allegedly Charlie with Denise Richards. And I feel like that became like public, right? For sure. That definitely became public. Like Charlie wants a hit on Denise. This temperamental, mostly television actor is known for the occasional meltdown. But this latest one seemed to come out of left field. Nobody knows why he would so viciously go after his ex the C-list actress with A-list fame recognition. There was a part of the story given to the media, but the real reason the actor went off the rails was because of the current legal issue in his life. The ex has been involved in this issue and would be called to testify about a certain aspect of the issue that she knows a lot about. Okay, this is what I was talking about earlier. There's always been rumors about this issue, but they've done a good job of keeping it out of the media. It's the central reason why the actor and the actress broke up in the first place. When asked by his lawyer how she should answer the specific questions asked of her, he said, honestly, it's the reason her children with him are never under his care and why a lot of his family has nothing to do with him. We're not talking about drug use or sexual proclivities. This is some dark, deep stuff that is probably about to come to light for the first time. He's mad that she won't lie for him. Bottom line, when his team wanted him to at least check into treatment for this issue for a minute to get out ahead of this bomb that's about to drop, he fired everyone. He's trying to intimidate her by cutting her off financially, but she's a saver that's earned her own money, and it wouldn't make much difference anyway. She's been the glue for almost everything in his life for many years, and it will fall apart if he alienates her too much. So this is what I was referencing earlier, that she did end up testifying in court. I, obviously, they were trying to keep her out or keep her from doing it, but she did end up testifying against him in court and said, 
the reason I really left him is because he's a pedophile. That's insane. I know. I hated the way social media dealt with like the Johnny and Amber stuff, but I almost wish social media was big during the, well, 2013, but still it wasn't like what it is now. Exactly. Like if this happened post Me Too, it would have changed the fucking world. Mm -hmm. You know, I just hate that it, it missed it. And now it's just like, oh, well. One Hollywood actor was ranting about two other actors in their parenting methods the other day. Quote, the parents get all crazy about protecting their kids from paparazzi. But meanwhile, their home life is so fucked up that the kids are bound to grow up being out of control. Look at actor two and actor three's kids. Their fathers are two of the biggest asses in Hollywood, and they think they're great parents. But the first chance they get, their kids are shoving their asses in our face. They learn that shit at home. So that's Charlie Sheen ranting about Eddie Murphy and Alec Baldwin, because apparently (laughs) Eddie Murphy's daughter posted a racy lingerie photo and then Ireland Baldwin posted a selfie of her butt. You can't help but laugh. Oh, my God. (laughs) They learn that shit at home. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? God knows what your children have said. (laughs) This current Real Housewife in a city that might not get another season is divorcing her husband. Well, he is divorcing her. Anyway, that is not the point of, that is not the point since they haven't announced the divorce. The point of all of this is that she has been seen over at one of her old customers' homes. He was a very big customer. He met his second wife at the same place. He is an actor. This is a Real Housewife of Miami. So it's alleging that Joanna Krupa was one of Charlie's clients as well. And that he met Denise in Miami. This bad boy seems to have calmed down since he got serious about his former porn star girlfriend and he has his friends wondering why. What's so special about her? We hear she keeps him satisfied by supplying her male porn star co-stars for his entertainment. The bad boy pays each guy $5,000 per visit so they're highly motivated to make him happy. It's a family affair. The girlfriend watches the bad boy fiddle around with the guys, and that's when Charlie was dating Brett Rossi. And again, he just seems to have so much money he can just throw away. I guess the residuals from Two and a Half Men, but fuck. I know, and like family money. Oh, right. The reveal of this blind is nobody's expecting it. This A-list mostly television actor who has A-plus name recognition has not spoken to this former A-list singer who will probably always be permanent B-lister for several years because the B-lister intervened when the A-lister was hitting a woman. The A-lister said it was not the B-lister's business. So Paula Abdul stopped Charlie Sheen from beating up a woman and he hates her, allegedly. Makes me love Polly even more. (laughs) We're now in 2014. This famous actor has had a stellar career both in film and television. He recently had an amicable breakup with his significant other. The breakup wasn't so amicable as he wants you to believe it was. And it's going to cost him a fair bit of pocket change to pretend it was. In fact, he will be giving his ex over $1 million paid in timely installments as a parting gift, it may sound generous, but private health care and silence are both quite expensive. So that's um, him paying Brett to not talk about his rumored HIV 
And that's one of those things when I think about like when people talk about blind items or like how long we've been reading them or whatever. His HIV, I remember being a thing that I read about in blind items like when I was young, like in like younger than college, and that he um would purposely spread HIV around as like a sexual fetish. That, like burning into my brain because it was so vile that I had never even heard anything like that and then a million years later when he opened up on to the today show or whatever with Matt Lauer about having HIV it just like drained the color from my face you know what I mean I was like whoa I remember reading about that when I was younger and that's like a crazy blind item life to have totally to have that be what people talk about for like 20 years yeah. It's insane. I didn't even know they knew each other, but there was this A-list mostly television actor with an A++-list name recognition sharing a hot tub in a crack pipe with this foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor who's been in some of the biggest movies of all time. Seems they share a love of porn stars who are also who were also in the hot tub. And that's Charlie Sheen and Orlando Bloom. I will, I mean, Orlando Bloom... <laughs> His, seems to be fucking crazy, but I will never get over that they referred him as an A-list movie actor. Just <laughs> I mean, I know he was in Pirates of the Caribbean and um, he was Legolas, but come on. I know. Don't be silly. <laughs> they say Denise is A-list by name recognition. I'm like, what? <laughs> A-list? Come on. This former C, and we're now in 2015. This former C-list celebrity who could almost be A-list in a certain naked corner of the entertainment world, is trying to sell some very juicy stories about her A-list ex that involved child porn and his obsession with it. So that was Brett trying to sell stories about Charlie's child porn obsession, which means like all of these tabloids have known this for more than a decade. This C-list, mostly television actress who started out mostly movies, is back with her A-list Hot mess X again. That's not news. Everyone knew that would happen. She is literally the only one on the planet who can keep him alive. Since returning to his life, he's been drama free, healthy, and doing some of his best work ever. Everyone is thriving and happy. Of course, the other shoe is going to drop soon. There are a couple of money hungry exes on the loose, and they have huge axes to grind. These two hate the C lister and blame her for everything wrong in their lives like not having a drug-addled ATM, buying them all the pretty things they want. And there's no way this A-lister is going to behave when temptation is being waved in his face. But the C-lister knows what's up. This A-lister thinks he has a whole band of new buddies to hang with, when reality, they're being paid by the C-lister to keep the A-lister on the straight and narrow. She made him sign control of everything over to her, even if he goes off the rails again, it would take a lot to get his freedom back, especially since one of the bunny boilers showed up at his kid's school, strung out and causing a scene. You can mess with the ex all you want. He's a boomerang, but you mess with her kids. It's on. So that's Denise getting back with Charlie. And it says it was either Brooke or Brett that showed up at the kid's school. I, I mean, I don't know if Denise is a good person, but she's really like trying to save his life. She has actively tried to really help him for so long. It just seems, it's just sad. Mm -hmm. So we're now in 2016. This A-list actor has been on some of the biggest television shows of recent times, 
but it's his personal life that usually makes the headlines. You may have noticed, however, our actor hasn't been prominently covered in recent years. Why? Some tell us he's calmed and settled down. Others claim he's been diagnosed with HIV. Oh, okay. So there was this extremely long blind. I'm talking like ancient scroll. We would be here all day. And I wanted to read it, but it's so fucking long. So I'm just going to sum it up for you. Basically, it was saying that Radar Online was one of the first publications to confirm that Charlie was HIV positive. And um, I guess they had the story for like a really long time and they kept like going back and forth about exposing it and that everybody in Hollywood knew that Charlie was HIV positive and that it was talked about for like like decades, basically. The reverberations of Charlie Sheen's HIV announcement are starting to ripple out. MTO just spoke with a top Hollywood insider who tells us that a very popular Black actress on TV today used to date Charlie Sheen. It's not clear whether she and Charlie had unprotected relations, but we spoke to one of her closest girlfriends who tells us that she's worried. So what's next? We're told that the woman who has been in the game for more than a decade is determining whether to lawyer up and sue or keep it quiet since she doesn't want to damage her resurging career. This is going to be crazy. And then it says in parentheses, the actress allegedly dated Charlie Sheen two years ago, which is after he after the date that he was diagnosed with HIV. So it doesn't say who the person was, though. The next blind is really dark. This former child slash teen actor turned Hugh Hefner wannabe slash cautionary tale says that this in the news former A plus list mostly television actor raped the best friend of our former teen actor when the two starred in a movie. And that's Corey Feldman alleging that Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haim. And I think Corey Feldman has gone on like TV shows to say that. Yeah, and he wrote about it in his book too. Um, he said that like, like Corey Haim thought that Charlie was like, he thought that they were like dating because he was a child. After they, after he raped him, he thought that they were like dating and he was like heartbroken because Charlie was like so mean to him after. It's so crazy that like these celebrities who turn quote unquote crazy, right? Corey Feldman, Amanda Bynes, mm-hmm. even Jeanette McCurdy for a little bit. Yeah. They come out and speak about these things, but nobody believes them because they're already so fucked up from what happened to them. Right. Like they're fucked up as a result of the thing that they're trying to tell you and people don't see it that way. Yeah. So sad. This A-list mostly movie actor who was an Academy Award winner slash nominee is probably inching closer to permanent A-list status despite his a-holy, a-holery, is hooking up with a transgender cast-off from his old pal slash former co-star and porn star-loving confidant. Um, So that's alleging that Charlie Sheen and Sean Penn are like passing people back and forth that they're hooking up with. They might as well be the same person in my eyes. Oh. God. This former B-list ex-wife of this A-list star dropped a bit of a bombshell to a source recently. She claimed her ex-husband was a sex addict attracted to anything, regardless of age, gender, ethnicity, and legality. Although she could keep up with his sex-obsessed antics at first, she gradually withdrew after it delved into questionable legal territory. Denise and Charlie. 
So I'm about to make an attempt to read possibly the longest blind that we've ever read on this podcast. And I just want you to bear with me because it's worth it. It's a juicy one. It's very dark. Hollywood is poised to out the A-list star who raped tragic 80s child star Corey Haim and has brazenly gotten away with the abuse for almost three decades. Radar Online is choosing not to name the superstar's sexual predator at this time, but can reveal that he is one of the most recognizable faces in the industry. In what would be the biggest development yet in exposing the seedy underbelly of organized pedophilia at the heart of Tinseltown, people close to the late Haim, who died in 2010 of a drug overdose at the age of 38, are threatening to out the pedophile who raped the teen prodigy. If they do, it would inevitably become one of the biggest pedophile scandals in America's history. The closeted perv who has never come out as gay and even his children of his own, but in truth, the star behind the family man facade is an evil monster who has led an extraordinarily twisted double life. He was the kingpin of a child sex ring that, ens that ensnared Haim and Corey Feldman. Multiple sources have told Radar over the span of a gut-wrenching four-year investigation into the Hollywood scandal and cover-up. And that's wild that this was actually investigated. This dirty little secret is an open secret among so many in the biz, revealed one showbiz insider. Reports from Radar have spoken to dozens of sources who revealed how Haim pinpointed his depraved abuser in the final years of his troubled life. The star of Lucas, Watchers, and the Oscar-nominated Murphy's Romance bemoaned how his shocking allegations of rape and abuse at the hands of his powerful man had gone unchecked for decades. The individual, a household name and a revered by millions around the world, had systematically abused him as a young boy, both on and offset, in their trailers and at parties attended by other A-list actors, Haim told friends. The shocking abuse caused him emotional and physical torture. The years the later years of his life, they said. The first time this man raped Corey after he got him high on pot, sources say. He fooled him. Corey was vulnerable and he fell for this person. He believed, like so many victims, that he was in love with his abuser. He was so confused by his sexual encounter and believed it was love. These individuals described Haynes' account as credible and true. The allegations also shed an uncomfortable light on the high-profile Hollywood institutions such as television and movie studios, along with the directors, producers, and co-stars who allow children like Haim to fall into their rapist clutches. In Corey's case, many people in the industry were aware he was being abused by this man and that no one did anything to stop it or help him. A source who spent time with the pair told Radar, instead this person would use his star power to intimidate, threaten, and muzzle those around him. Haim's childhood friend, Corey Feldman, has previously detailed how the impressionable pair were both raped. Haim first at the age of 11 by a Hollywood producer, the identity of the A-list individual at the center of Haim's second nightmarish abuse occurred when he was in his mid-teens. Feldman claimed that the sexual abuse Haim suffered as a child was directly responsible for his lifelong battle with drugs and to his eventual death. The star of the 1980s movie, the Goonies, Stand By Me, and The Lost Boys said, let's just say it was this way. I know every single person that interfered with Corey's life, and he knew every person that interfered with mine. I'm not able to name names at this time, Feldman declared in a May interview with The Hollywood Reporter, but teased that the individual was prominently in the business today. People are frustrated. People are angry. They want to know how is this happening? 
and they want answers. And they turn to me and they say, why don't you be a man and stand up and name names and stop hiding like a coward, said Foman. I would love to name names. I would love to be the first one to do it. But unfortunately, in California, conventionally enough, this is there's a statue of limitations that prevents that from happening. If I were to go and mention anybody's name, I would be the one that would be in legal problems, and I'm the one that would be sued. In California, police can file a charge of aggravated rape that involves a weapon, more than one person, or serious injuries of the victim at any time, with no limitations. Prosecutors for, quote, normal sexual assault has a statute of limitations of six years, a roadblock encountered by many of Bill Cosby's alleged victims. What's more, California's notoriously tough laws ensured Haim and Feldman would never discuss their harrowing allegations in public for fear of being hauled into court. The threat of being bankrupt by someone who ruled the, co the corridors of power in Hollywood silenced their complaints before they ever went public, let alone dare to share those stories with the, pub with the police. Revealed by another source, it ensured a culture of secrecy that has sadly prevailed for decades. Charged another insider, Corey Haim didn't name his abuser in public because he was and still is so powerful that he feared he would ruin his life. But before he died, Haim did name the sicko predator to some of his close friends and family, said a pal. He bottled everything up, but he finally confided about how about what had happened. And I said, go to the police. He said, no, it's all in the past and people will start talking and thinking I'm gay. Corey was afraid Hollywood would, would ostracize him. He was a big star, but this man was bigger. He said, no one would ever believe me. It was ugly to me. Corey was the innocent little Toronto kid, but these men chewed him up and spat him out. A top Hollywood insider said, just take a look at Bill Cosby. Some stars aren't the perfect family-friendly individuals that the industry portrays them to be. By exposing the sick and twisted double lives of Haim's abuser and the likes of Bill Cosby, the veil of secrecy that has protected these creeps will start to shatter, added the insider. Their enablers will, enablers will be exposed, the truth will be told, and according to sources, one of Haim's closest confidants is preparing to tell all. And name names in the hopes that the new laws can be passed that would extend the statute of limitations for underage victims of sexual abuse. He's been offered various platforms to tell the story, including a, a primetime television special. Holding power to account is justice, the source said. This individual should be quaking in his boots because their life is about to come crashing down. So that is in reference to Charlie and Corey on the set of Lucas. And it's just horrible and sad. And I will always have such a space in my heart for Corey Haim. I just feel so bad for him. This next find isn't much better. Oh, God. A California woman claims a man living in L.A., quote, leveraged his power over her while she worked for him. He raped her and exposed her to HIV. And TMZ has learned the man is a big celebrity. According to the new lawsuit, the woman listed as Jane Doe is suing a man listed as David Doe, for sexual battery and assault. Sources connected with the case tell us the man is definitely a celebrity, but wouldn't be more specific. She says she worked as a part-time personal assistant for the man. She says she was vulnerable, single mother, and he, mistreat and he mistreated her both physically and sexually. Jane Doe claims the man made her engage in unwanted rough sex, ignored her request to stop, and belittled her by laughing at her protesting and ended up spitting on her. 
She also says he threatened to anally rape her all while she worked for him. To make things worse, according to the docs, the man refused to use a condom and exposed her to HIV because one of his recent sexual partners allegedly tested positive. Jane Doe claims he told her she should get tested. The woman is suing for unspecified damages. I haven't heard a follow-up on that, but he, she probably got a payout. I'm sure she probably got a fucking payout. This next one is also really intense. <laughs> Sorry. So, this blind is not only also extremely long, um, it's really, really, really dark, and it uses some, like, pre-us waking up as a culture language. Um, it's just inappropriate. So I'm going to sum the blind up for you. And this is something that I've talked about on the podcast before. So as we've stated, Heather Locklear and Charlie Sheen dated and hooked up when they were on Spin City together from 1999 to 2002. And during that time, they allegedly took place in some really debaucherous sex together. And I guess that wouldn't come as a surprise if you know Heather Locklear's blinds and like how her life sort of turned out. It's not really surprising that she was like into some crazy fuck shit with Charlie Sheen before we knew how crazy her life was. And this blind alleges, and I'm going to post the blind on our Patreon if you want to read it in full, because I just truly don't feel comfortable reading it out loud. But it basically alleges that they took part in like CP stuff together, that it started off as like a, a role playing fetish and something that she just kind of did to like appease him. But she actually got really into it. People around them knew that they were into it together and it turned into them acting on it together. And she has wanted to talk about it for a long time. She's gone through therapy this blind alleges that it like really fucked her up and had a huge, a lot to do with her mental health and her struggle with like addiction and stuff. And that she's wanted to out him, but he like will threaten her and say like, I'll basically kill you. I'll have you killed if you out me. And I will tell people that you also did it with me. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'll post the blind on our Patreon if you want to read it. Uh, but yeah, it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> When she was at her peak, she had a boyfriend who was A-list then. He's probably permanently A-list. At the time he was A-list in movies, he later became A-plus-list in television, acting family. She says that they never had sex unless they were either coked out or drunk. She doesn't remember ever having sober sex with the actor. Once again, proving she was a family lover, she also hooked up with one of the actor's more responsible family members, she said the higher listed actor paid her about $1,000 a month each month they were together. So it doesn't say who the person is, but they were hooking up with Charlie Sheen and Emilio. And again, he's just throwing $1,000 or $100,000 a month at someone. And being like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. So we're now in 2018. P is for pervert. Ah, uh, I miss Sue Grafton already. So why not pay a little tribute to her in the headline? This behind-the-scenes power in Hollywood has been a serial molester of young boys for the past couple decades. Let's call him P. For the past few decades, this man has turned one client into dozens of some of the most powerful players in Hollywood. Back when he first started, this man 
who we'll still call P, was not very shy about the way he molested tweens and teens. In fact, one of his A-plus list clients at the time used to join in on these sick events. That A-plus list client, we will call M, if there is anyone who has seemingly got away with long-term child molestation, it's M. All of you know M. Most of you have probably read about his abuse of tweens and teens and children and adults. Most of you have, have read about his love of child porn. Most of you had read rumors of him assaulting people on and off sets. With the wave of publicity that's looking for these horrible people, both M and P have, have gone underground. What they used to do fairly openly, relatively speaking, they now do through online webcams. Several decades ago, when P was first starting, he had a very public confrontation with one of his victims. It was in a parking lot where a very hit network sitcom was shot. Members of the cast and crew witnessed the interaction. It was a member of the cast that introduced P to his victim. Another of P's victims was 12 years old at the time. P lured him back to his apartment. Once there, he gave him pot and booze and made him watch porn before molesting him. It's time for P to be exposed. It's time for the others to step forward and pass along their stories. If you don't want to send them to me, send them to the group that makes films exposing these awful people. So P is Jeff Ballard and M being Charlie Sheen. And if Jeff sounds familiar, he was in our Bermuda Triangle episode. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode, Troy did an incredible job putting it together. It's probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done. It's really dark, but it's really, really powerful. Thank you. The next line that I'm about to read involves um, someone. I just wanted to reveal it really quickly because this is so ironic. So this girl, Danny Timburo, she's a Disney star. And what I know her from is in 2018, her and her boyfriend, Adam Hicks, who is also a Disney star, um, like held somebody at gunpoint. Like they pulled up to some person walking to their car and held him at gunpoint and robbed him. Oh my God. And it was all caught on camera. Uh, So this blind is about her and Charlie. There are some pervs in Hollywood who are really freaking out right now. In a high profile celebrity arrest within the past couple of days, a woman was arrested with the person who made it high profile has an interesting past. She is the go-to person to make videos which look like child porn. Technically, I guess it would be tween porn, but she's legal and can look and play young. When she was about 18 or 19, she made so many sex videos where she pretended to be 12 or 13, and you would never know the difference. She made these videos on demand. Customers would pay her usually $5K to $7,500 for the videos, and many of them were paid for by Hollywood directors and actors. She's the kind of person who was under the radar before. When she gets out on bail, some reporter is going to ask her what happened, and she's not going to talk much about her case but she will happily talk about her past making sex tapes and who all the customers are and their tween fetishes. And uh, that is Danny Timburo. And obviously Charlie is her A-list client. And if you want to read about her getting arrested, she was arrested with Adam Hicks. This former A-plus list, mostly television actor has blown through his $200 million fortune and is down to his last 10 million. Since he probably won't get hired for much because of his reputation, he is selling everything he owns off to give himself a specific monthly income for the rest of his life. 
Yeah, I don't know if it covers drugs and hookers, so he might blow through all of that too. This former A-plus list mostly television actor from multiple hit network shows also was pretty close to an A-list mostly movie actor. He has been coming down hard on this former A-list mostly television actress for multiple hit network shows. Apparently, she has been talking about that history between the pair and the awful thing that they did, and he wants it shut down. I don't think he would mind if she actually killed herself. I also think that he has been encouraging it. And that, of course, is uh, Heather Locklear, who was like around this time placed on a psychiatric hold and she was like driving through people's yards and shit. Is she doing better? I don't, I don't know. I don't think that she's in the public enough for people to know. It's mm-hmm. like, she, it's honestly like Anne H. Like, oh, okay. Goes outside and people are like, whoa, what's going on with Heather Wacklier? And then you don't hear from her for a year, you know? So we're now in 2019. This former A-list, mostly movie actor who had a good decade at that level started acting when he was a teen and comes from an acting family. All of you know him. He's been self-medicating with pills and it's not working out well. They are turning him into someone completely unbalanced. He needs to go back under a doctor's care. I'm He's pretty fucking unbalanced from anything I've learned from this episode. Yeah. I mean, more so than just like mental health stuff. Right. There was a drug dealer in town who has seen his revenue increase 100 times over what it was before the quarantine. And it's not because everyone is inside with nothing to do but because he is some something super special. Everyone wants to be able to say that they tried the pink cocaine, which is not actually cocaine. He is the only dealer in town who currently has it. Because of its cachet, the price is steep and is many times the multiple of cocaine. This former A-list actor, who is a shell of his former self, managed to convince some woman to come party with him because he got the pink stuff. This former Twilight actress was gifted some by a, quote, friend, and she lets everyone look at it but has yet to try it for fear she won't be able to find any to replace it with. So that's Charlie and Kristen Stewart um, being the one who was gifted some. Um, I wonder what it is or what it does. If anyone knows what pink cocaine is, please tell us. Yeah, what is the pink stuff? (laughs) I mean, they might not have been swingers out there swapping partners during their brief marriage, but the former A-plus list, mostly television actor, was sleeping with a different woman almost every day while at work. So he was swinging, even if his celebrity wife wasn't. So that's Charlie and Denise. And I don't know if maybe that was brought up during her stint on Beverly Hills. You know, it may have been, and I just don't remember because it was such a blur. (laughs) Seems like there's a lot of things that happen on Beverly Hills. So. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to retain. Uh, we're now in 2021. This former A-list actor used to write his infamous girlfriend a check for $5,000 every time they had sex, which was often. The pair would also try to recruit, this answers our question, This they would also try and recruit and corrupt young waitresses and other female service workers for threesomes. And that's Charlie Sheen and Heidi Fleiss. I believe that, I'm sorry, and I know that this is tough for the Denise heads, but I believe that Denise got into some crazy shit with Charlie that would get her in lots of trouble. And, you know, I just think that she will never really say anything bad about him anymore publicly. A history lesson. 
There's nothing Hollywood celebrities like to do more than rewrite their own personal history. The thing is, a decade or two ago, you could still do that kind of thing. Today's media slash social media makes it almost impossible. This is history that probably would never have come out if the former A-lister was not feeling reflective of his cocaine and hooker past. Let's go back in time to when this former A-lister, Charlie Sheen, was spending time with this A-list mostly movie actress, Heather Locklear, turned frequent rehab guest. The A-list actress introduced him to one of her co-stars. It turns out, though, he had already had the pleasure of her company a few years earlier when she was an employee of the same person who employed his future wife. The three then enjoyed a threesome. He alluded an epilogue to the tale. Later down the road, our actor in his then wife filmed a movie together and cast the co-star in a bit role so the three could enjoy threesomes together on set. So that is Charlie Sheen, Heather Locklear, Heidi Fleiss, and Denise Richards. See, that's the shit I'm talking about. Denise is like, I better keep my fucking mouth shut and just, you know. And this is our final blind. A really strung out former porn star traded a video the other day for some drugs. I don't know if there will be a market for it, but some of the adult sites are discussing its value. It stars this former A-list actor and the porn star. There is value in that. However, there's also another man involved and the very high and the very much closeted actor is involved in sexual activity with the man. Then that's when he was dating Brie Olsen. Um, that was like a wild time as well. His like he was dating that porn star. Yeah. Um, so that was Charlie. You know what I fear is going to happen? What? Give it another year or two. And he will come back and he will play a goofy fucking grandfather on some sitcom. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is going to (laughs) happen. Goofy fucking grandpa. You know exactly the role I'm talking about. It's true. I mean, he, he almost, he fully got a goofy, um, ex, you know, ex-husband, silly, wacky dad edit on Housewives, even though he was never on it. It was all the Housewives just being like, well, that's Charlie. We've all known Charlie for years. You know who Charlie is. He loves to party. Wacky Charlie. Like, but no, I believe you. I I, I think if the right role came along, people would absolutely accept, accept Charlie Sheen into their lives. 1,000%. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I think I have to add him to Beyond the Blinds Most Rotted. Yeah. This will definitely be a rotted episode. Yes. Done in a while, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just answered it, but Troy is Charlie Sheen rotted. <laughs> no. Charlie? No, he's fun-loving. Mm-mm. I really hope he doesn't make a comeback, but we all know that will probably happen. Yeah, it will happen. And, you know, I honestly, I was, I will be transparent and saying I was, like, very nervous about recording this and making it public on the the main feed but you're completely right it's fucking charlie sheen and all of this stuff is public this is one of the rare cases where yes this shit is like very salacious but it's all public Mm -hmm. it's all talked about by other people it's been confirmed by people so fuck charlie sheen at the end of the day and thank you guys for listening the only advice we have this week is do not be like charlie sheen 
<laughs> in no way, shape, or form. Nothing. <laughs> but also, Halloween is this weekend. Um, don't dress up as like Jeffrey Dahm- Dahmer either. Yeah. And don't drink and drive. Get an Uber or use public transportation. <laughs> and also, if you um, if you dress up as a celebrity, tag us. Yes. One of our celebrities. If you dress up as like Cara or Rita Ora or something, I know that there's some girl that would do that. Let us know and tag us. I actually had someone tell me they're a Rita Ora fan. And I was like, are you joking with me? And they were like, no, I genuinely like her. I was like, there's another one of us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys have fun this weekend. Stay safe. We love you. Thank you for listening to our show. We adore you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.